Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 11. You are doing great two weeks in and now you're starting your third week in the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here, uh, continuing to hear God's word, and I'm praying that it's making a great difference in your life. Today's story is going to be focused on uh, Genesis 28 and 29, the story of Jacob as he leaves his home and There's a lot of deception in the story um, by all parties involved. And in contrast to that, when we read Mark 11, we see Jesus who speaks truth in ways that unsettles people but brings great hope. And so I hope you see the difference today between deception and the deliverer. Genesis 28. So Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him. Then he commanded him, you must not marry a Canaanite woman. Leave immediately for Paddan Aram. Go to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and find yourself a wife there, among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May the sovereign God bless you. May he make you fruitful and give you a multitude of descendants. Then you will become a large nation. May he give you and your descendants the blessing he gave to Abraham, so that you may possess the land God gave to Abraham, the land where you have been living as a temporary resident. So Isaac sent Jacob on his way, and he went to Paddan Aram, to Laban, son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him off to Paddan Aram to find a wife there. As he blessed him, Isaac commanded him, you must not marry a Canaanite woman. Jacob obeyed his father and mother and left for Paddan Aram. Then Esau realized that Canaanite women were displeasing to his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and married Mahalath, the sister of Nebaioth, the daughter of Abraham's son, Ishmael, along with the wives he already had. Meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. He reached a certain place where he decided to camp because the sun had gone down. He took one of the stones and placed it near his head. Then he fell asleep in that place and had a dream. He saw a stairway erected on the earth with its top reaching into the heavens. The angels of God were going up and coming down it, and the Lord stood at its top. He said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather, Abraham, and the God of your father, Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the ground you are lying on. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out to the east and west, north and south. And so all the families of the earth may receive blessing through you and through your descendants. I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I've done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke up and thought, Surely the Lord is in this place, but I did not realize it. He was afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. This is nothing else than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Early in the morning, Jacob took the stone he had placed near his head and set it up as a sacred stone. Then he poured oil on top of it. He called that place Bethel, although the former name of the town was Luz. 
Then Jacob made a vow saying, If God is with me and protects me on this journey I am taking and gives me food to eat and clothing to wear, and I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will become my God. Then this stone that I have set up as a sacred stone will be the house of God, and I will surely give you back a tenth of everything you give to me. Just a little quick note here for those of you uh, maybe who are curious about names. Uh, the word Bethel literally means house of God. Beth, house, El, God. Chapter 29. So Jacob moved on and came to the land of the eastern people. He saw in the field a well with three flocks of sheep lying beside it because the flocks were watered from that well. Now a large stone covered the mouth of the well. When all the flocks were gathered there, the shepherds would roll the stone off the mouth of the well and water the sheep. Then they would put the stone back in its place over the well's mouth. Jacob asked them, My brothers, where are you from? They replied, We're from Haran. So he said to them, Do you know Laban, the grandson of Nahor? We know him, they said. Is he well? Jacob asked. They replied, He is well. Now look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. Then Jacob said, Since it is the middle of the day, it is not time for the flocks to be gathered. You should water the sheep and then go and let them graze some more. We can't, they said, until all the flocks are gathered and the stone is rolled off the mouth of the well. Then we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel arrived with her father's sheep, for she was tending them. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of uncle of his uncle Laban, and the sheep of his uncle Laban, he went over and rolled the stone off the mouth of the well and watered the sheep of his uncle Laban. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and began to weep loudly. When Jacob explained to Rachel that he was a relative of her father and the son of Rebekah, she ran and told her father. When Laban heard this news about Jacob, his sister's son, he rushed out to meet him. He embraced him and kissed him and brought him into his house. Jacob told Laban how he was related to him. Then Laban said to him, You are indeed my own flesh and blood. So Jacob stayed with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Should you work for me for nothing because you are my relative? Tell me what your wages should be. Now Laban had two daughters. The older one was named Leah and the younger, um, and the younger one, Rachel. Leah's eyes were tender, but Rachel had a lovely figure and a beautiful appearance. Since Jacob had fallen in love with Rachel, he said, I'll serve you seven years in exchange for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban replied, I'd rather give her to you than another man. Stay with me. So Jacob worked for seven years to acquire Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because his love for her was so great. Finally, Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my time of service is up, and I want to sleep with her. So Laban invited all the people of that place and prepared a feast. In the evening he brought his daughter Leah to Jacob, and he slept with her. Laban gave his female servant Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her servant. In the morning Jacob discovered it was Leah. So Jacob said to Laban, What in the world have you done to me? Didn't I work for you in exchange for Rachel? Why have you tricked me? It is not our custom here, Laban replied, to give the younger daughter in marriage before the firstborn. Complete my older daughter's bridal week. Then we will give you the younger one, too, in exchange for seven more years of work. Jacob did as Laban said. When Jacob completed Leah's bridal week, Laban gave him his daughter Rachel to be his wife. Laban gave his female servant Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her servant. Jacob slept with Rachel as well. He also loved Rachel more than Leah. Then he worked for Laban 
seven more years. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to become pregnant while Rachel remained childless. So Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, The Lord has looked with pity on my oppressed condition. Surely my husband will love me now. She became pregnant again and had another son. She said, Because the Lord heard that I was unloved, she gave me this one too. So she named him Simeon. She became pregnant again and had another son. And she said, Now this time my husband will show me affection, because I have given birth to three sons for him. That is why he was named Levi. She became pregnant again and had another son. She said, This time I will praise the Lord. That is why she named him Judah. Then she stopped having children. You can see in these stories uh, the deception of Jacob that that leads to being deceived by his uncle Laban. Deception all around. Just, Just a complete mess when we see people lying and cheating each other. And God is not promoting this at all, but exposing it and showing us that this is what uh, we are like, not just people like Jacob or Laban, but that this can be in our hearts and our lives too. And that leads us to Mark chapter 11, where we see uh, Jesus entering Jerusalem as a new king, a king that we desperately need because we are people whose hearts are filled with deception. And so now on to Mark 11. Now, as they approached Jerusalem near Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go to the village ahead of you. As soon as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Say, The Lord needs it, and will send it back here soon. So they went and found a colt tied at at a door outside in the street and untied it. Some of the people standing there said to them, What are you doing untying that coat, colt? They replied as Jesus had told them, and the bystanders let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Both those who went ahead and those who followed kept shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest! Then Jesus entered Jerusalem and went to the temple. And after looking around at everything, he went out to Bethany with the twelve, since it was already late. Now the next day, as they went out from Bethany, he was hungry. After noticing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to see if he could find any fruit on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. He said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Then they came to Jerusalem. Jesus entered the temple area and began to drive out those who were selling and buying in the temple courts. He turned over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he would not permit anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. Then he began to teach them and said, Is it not written, My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations? But you have turned it into a den of robbers." The chief priests and the experts in the law heard it, and they considered how they could assassinate Jesus, for they feared him because the whole crowd was amazed at his teaching. When evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Jesus said to them, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, if someone says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown to the sea, 
and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that this will happen, it will be done for him. For this reason I tell you, whatever you pray and ask for, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Whatever you, Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven will also forgive your sins. They came again to Jerusalem. While Jesus was walking in the temple courts, the chief priests, the experts in the law, and the elders came up to him. And they said, by what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do these things? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. John's baptism, was it from heaven or from people? Answer me. They discussed with one another saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, then why did you not believe him? But if we say from people... They feared the crowd, for they all considered John to be truly a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Then Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. It's amazing. As you see this story, I I hope it encourages you. Jesus just cuts through the lies, the deception, exposes it, and speaks the truth. Uh, It's strong, but it's also loving. And that is desperately, I think, what we need as individuals and our culture needs. We need this clear truth spoken in love. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, HTTP, netbible.com, copyright 1996, 2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You are-